What are we looking at here is a film review podcast. There will be significant spoilers in every episode, so if you haven't seen the movies I'm discussing, please do pause here and go see them before continuing. I talk about all kinds of films and all kinds of topics, so some content may not appeal to you. You can check out the content warnings in the show notes and decide if this episode is right for you. What are we looking at here? Hi everybody, welcome to the show. Today we're looking at the Matrix and the scene where Neo meets the Oracle. In the Matrix, Neo is seeking answers. He doesn't know what's wrong with the world, he just knows that something doesn't add up, that there's some truth he can't quite see. While looking for this truth, he finds Trinity and Morpheus, who ultimately rescue him from the Matrix and introduce him to the real world. Part of this introduction involves bringing Neo to the Oracle, so that she can weigh in on whether or not Neo is the one. Neo meets several of the Oracle's acolytes before meeting the Oracle herself. One of these acolytes seems to be bending a spoon with telekinetic powers. But the child explains that bending a spoon in this way is impossible, and that the secret is to realize the truth, that there is no spoon. After this, the oracle meets with Neo and goes through a little ritual of evaluating him. She says, Okay, now I'm supposed to say, Hmm, that's interesting, but... Then you say... Neo responds with, But what? The oracle says, but you already know what I'm going to tell you. Neo guesses, I'm not the one. The oracle says, sorry kiddo, you got the gift, but it looks like you're waiting for something. Your next life, maybe? Let's examine this exchange. First, the oracle isn't necessarily saying that Neo isn't the one. In fact, she seems to be saying that his guess is wrong. He's guessed that she was going to say he's not the one, and she says, sorry, kiddo. Sorry meaning that wasn't what she was going to say. Why would she play word games like this? For the same reason she's teaching the children with the same lessons of most existing spiritual traditions. Truths must be experienced to be believed. Having someone tell you that there's no spoon doesn't give you the ability to believe it or to bend the spoon. Another reason to speak obliquely to Neo is that when we label ourselves and our destinies, we start acting in the way we think we should, in the way we imagine those with such labels would act. But if you're looking for someone to separate from a programmed matrix, and to free people from deeply held collective beliefs about reality itself, you need someone who is himself as free of labels and notions and deeply held beliefs as possible. The Oracle can't afford to tell him the truth directly, lest she derail him, but she also doesn't want to lie, because that might discourage him and undermine his journey. 
so she speaks in riddles and waits for his stubbornness or his arrogance or his curiosity to either decipher the riddle or dismiss the oracle's words entirely. The challenge isn't so much for the viewer to interpret the riddle or even to understand why the oracle would speak cryptically. The challenge, the whole point of the film, is to realize that there might be a riddle. There might be things to be curious about. There might be things that aren't what they seem. There might be beliefs that deserve questions and invisible prisons we put around ourselves. The challenge is to accept what the child tells Neo. There is no spoon. And what the oracle tells Neo. Maybe you're waiting for your next life. If Neo wants to really understand things, if he wants to be the one, then he will have to let go of what he thinks is real. He'll have to die, in a way, to the world he's known, to make way for the real world. Neo will become the one when he allows himself to stop being the Neo he's always been. How does this connect to the viewer's real-world experience? We want there to be an oracle, someone or something that allows us to know who we are and what will happen to us. But would we understand the answer if we heard it? If we did understand, would it help us? Would we be able to bend a spoon with our minds just because someone told us we could? Or would we hope that someone else was the one, because it's scary to let go of what we believe to be true? How does this scene in the Matrix connect to our real-world experience? It connects exactly as much as we allow it to. Thanks for joining me today. If you enjoyed it, please spread the word. If you want to check out my other content, you can visit my website at www.smrcooper.com. I hope you have a good week and that things go your way. And if you get a chance, watch a movie.